Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. It's a pleasure to be back with you, me here in the United States, you in Eretz Yisrael, under a challenging time, and we are constantly davening So last time we met, we spoke about weddings on Fridays. I actually got a text from a friend of mine who said that he was at a friend's wedding. They did this Friday wedding um, bit. Um, he wasn't sure exactly why, so maybe we'll find out why they did it, but it's still done today. If anyone else has any more information or if it's being done or why people would do it today, they are happy to hear. And with any other comments, questions, suggestions, dedications, you can email myself, m at ou.org and or Rabbi Eliezer Brutt at Eliezer Brutt at Gmail. Dot com. If you want to sign up for any of Rabbi Brutt's pre um packages where he shares all kinds of interesting information on books and articles, sign up there as well. I'm assuming the next one will be at or before Hanukkah time, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Before Hanukkah, we... Mitzvah Okay. And we are ready to move forward to the next episode, which will be about getting married indoors, outdoors, and shuls, controversy in the times of the Ramah. And this episode is sponsored. We'd like to thank our sponsor by Ellie and Eva Genauer, in memory of Mrs. Ruth Genauer, Allah Shalom of Seattle, Washington. Haisha Rivka, Bas Harav Avram Akayin. May this episode and the learning and the knowledge be an aliyah for her neshama. And we thank the Genauers for this Dedication. Without further ado, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt, take it away. Okay, so basically the question is where we're to get married in indoors, in a shul. Is it mutter to get married in a shul? Why would it be usher to get married in a shul? And if there's any reason to get married after outside, um, that's going to be the main, that's the main discussion. Now, of course, like everything else, Baruch Hashem, a lot of ink has been spilled on this topic, and we'll see why today. Um, a lot of chuvas, three chuvas that I just like to point out that that stand out because not only about what they say, but also they a lot of them they quote a lot of information through them. One could find more information about this topic. We're not going to discuss every single aspect and every single chuva about it, but one is the chuva from Rebellion Gutmacher, who we devoted a whole episode about him in general. Um, this this chuva sefer of his from manuscript was published by Meister of Cook in the 1980s. Rebbeis Zachary Stern, who we devoted an episode about him um, recently by the, in the Gittin series. So also from a manuscript of chuva zecher Yehosef that Machon Yishalayim published. Uh, like Kedarka Bekaidish, he has a crazy amount of Makairis on this topic. And more recent, not more recently, a yid that would. Uh, a, a guy in Eilam that was Nefter, um, died al Kiddush Hashem, in the times of the Holocaust, from Menachem Kirshenbaim, in a Sefer Tzion Le Menachem. This is volume two of his Menachem Meshif. He also has a Arichos Nifla on the Sugya Bechlal. And each one has their tremendous Bekias and an, and also analyzing the various Makairis. Um, and one article to mention more recent is Rav Gedali Oberlander of Munsi in his work. There's very nice work called Minigavisenibiadeno. He has a, a nice organized chapter on the sugya. Mirzashem, we hope today to add some nakudas to the sugya, to organize it a little, and to say um, to talk about it. Now, once again, Derek Aga, we're gonna get some understanding of the inner workings of the Khibra of the Ramah. 
Okay, so without further ado, here's the story. It's like this. You open up the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah, and Ebenezer Simon Samachalov. He talks about different aspects in Hilchas Kedushin, and then he says at the end, Yesh Oimrim, Lasseis Achupa Tachas Hashemayim. The Yesh Oimrim that you should get married outside. The Simon Toiv, Shei Zaram Kechayche Hashemayim. Be like the stars. So with kids, it's a Simon Toiv. Now, in general, there's all Arichos, which we're not getting into. What's a Yesh Oimrim in the Ramah? Fine. But Bekitzer, it sounds like a nice simon, a bracha, and people, therefore, one should not get married indoors. Indoors would mean anywhere indoors, not even in a shul. Okay. What's the source for the Ramah? So, the normal place one looks is in the Dark Yemaisha. The Dark Yemaisha on Ebenezer was only published from manuscript in recent years. Interestingly enough, hundreds of years it was a manuscript. Bekitzer doesn't say anything. So we're stuck at this point. What is the source of the Ramah? Interestingly enough, just Derek Agav, Rabbi Kaplan, in his beautiful book called Made in Heavens, which deals all different aspects of Chasana, he throws out a Pasuk in Yermio, where from there he sees possibly a Remez already then that the, the Chasanas were done outside. Okay, but nothing to do with the Bracha. Maybe that was the reason behind the Pesukim. Okay, anyway, fine. Now, there's a famous Chibur um, called. Sefer Minhagim of Rabbi Isaac Tirna. And momentarily we're going to discuss more about it, but in this Sefer, it's, there's, there's two parts. There's the Minhagim of Rabbi Isaac Tirna, and then there's a, a secondary part found on the bottom of each page, Hagayisim Minhagim. At the end of the Sefer, where Rabbi Isaac Tirna talks about all the Minhagim of the year he has, in Yonim of the Chasana and all these type of stuff, he says, Now we know that this Sefer, um, um, both the Rabbi Zikterna and these Hagayisim and Hagim were a strong source of the Ramah in Shulchan Aruch. Okay, so Pashas, that will be the source of the Ramah. And there's a parenthesis at the end of this piece. It says, Maharam, that the, the Makar for this Hagayisim and Hagim of Rabbi Zikterna is a Maram. Who's this Maram? What is this Maram? Who added in this parenthesis? Is it from the author of the Hagayisim and Hagim? Maybe someone else? It's not clear. Now, the Ramah does bring other aspects in Hilchas Chasana um, from this part of this Rabbi Isaac Tirno, so it could be very easily, this is his source, no big deal. Now, interestingly enough, there's a tshuva of the, Mar- the Maram Mints, Simon Kuftes, he says, he's talking about, we're going to see more of the context of what he's talking about, but basically he says something to the effect that Tachas HaShamayim, you do the Chasana, Tachas HaShamayim, the Nesun is Tachas HaShamayim, so Pashtus, that's the Maram, this Maram is the Makar for the Ramah, problem is like this, uh, now, years-wise, it's not a problem, because he's a Talmud of the Maril, but this Chibor is published in 1616, that's a long time after Ramah dies, he dies in 1573. But today, we have a beautiful edition, two volumes of this Chuvas Mints. And if you look in the introduction, you'll see that the Hagayisum and Hagim under Isaac Tirna, he had in manuscript the Chuvas Maram Mints. So it's very possible. He, so when it means Maram, in a few places, it's clear that he that's his, that his source taka was the Maram Mints. Okay. Others had others also had this um, Chibur manuscript, so it's possible. So most likely, the so the Shailah just is: did the Ramah see the Mary Mints, or is it just from this Hagai Simon Hagam or Isaac Turner? Okay, we say there, no big deal. Now, what's going on over here? And just to give a drop of background, because this is going to play out in a few minutes to understand more what's happening. 
in general, when one learns Shulchan Aruch Arachayim especially, but it comes up a few times in Yerdeya and Ebenezer, is Minhagim plays a very important role in the Ramah's work. He, he, he was very upset, actually, that the Beis Yosef doesn't um, focus a lot on this, and he writes about this in various introductions of his. Lamashal, in his introduction to Shulchan Aruch, he says that um, Kemat, there's nothing to add. The Beis Yosef did such a phenomenal job between his Beis Yosef and Shulchan Aruch, but what about the Menhagim Shenagu Bebedinois Elu in our places such as Poland? What do you do? That he's going to add because the Shulchan Aruch does not incorporate Menhagim of Poland and, 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 or Ashkenaz mostly. So that's one of the things that the Ramah added in. Now, when I, there's a multiple meaning of the word minig. I'm referring to over here for Tznegeyat is things that not necessarily are the Makairis in the Gemara. Um, this would be an example would be, let's say, Kaparis on Erev Yom Kippur, Tashlech. These are Minhagim, old Minhagim. But where they come from, that's part of the conversation. The Ramah brings them in Shulchan Aruch a lot of times, and he will use certain Svarim for them. Who, which Svarim does he bring for these type of things? He brings usually from the Maril and Rabbi Zikterna. Um, and now, just to know, just basic information is, the Maril dies in 1427. He's a Talmud of Rabbi Kleisner. His Talmidim are such as the Chumas Adeshen, this Rav Shemins, and others. The Maril becomes one of the fundamental Makairis for the Ramaz Chibur, and it's going to play out in our Sugya soon. Um, another Chibur that the Ramah quotes very often, and he refers to as Minhagam Shalanu, is the Sefer Minhagam Rabbi Zikterna, who also is a Talmud of this Rabbi Avram Kleisner, and he dies a little later than uh, the Maril, 1445, and his Sefer is already published in 1420. Means say of the Maril, not published, but it's written already Bechayov of the Maril. Fine. Now, at some point, Chibur gets attached to this, and it's unclear who wrote it and when it's exactly from, but the Ramah already, when he's using his work, Rabbi Zikterna, it has in it what's called the Hagais, the Hagais of um, the the Hagais Chedushim, I guess it's called, on the Sefer Rising Turn, and it's very important. And he quotes it; he doesn't even differentiate. Okay, as I said, it's going to come out soon. We'll understand better what's the point of this introduction. Anyway, the Ramaz Talmud the Lavush he brings this down. At the end of Shulchan Aruch Arachayim, he brings down again, based on Minhagim or Isaac Terna, Noyigin to make the Chop outside, and so too in his Levosh on Ebenezer, the Matei Maisha, Tamil the Maril, brings a similar type of thing. Another important Chibur called Arches Chaim from Rav Buchner, also a similar type of thing. So we see that um, this this Hagais, of, or if you want to call from the, the Mari Mintz, whatever the source is, of, of marrying outside because of a bracha is quoted. Okay, but it's lemaisa. Does one have to do it? Let's say someone does not want to do it, or let's say it's freezing cold. So does one have to do it? That's a question that we'll try to deal with a little bit soon. Okay, fine. Now, another question is, what did they do before this merriment? Is the merriment saying that this is an old messiah? Um, does he have this as an old Messiah? What, what did they do in the times of early Rishayim? He's a late, he's a mamish Saif Rishayim. What did they do? Okay. So hopefully we'll have some answers soon. Now, problem is, already when you learn Shulchan Aruch, everyone knows, you start looking around on the Kalim on the page, and then they start making problems. The Pischei Tshuva and the Gili Marsha, they already point to that there's another Ramah. This Ramah is found in Hilchus Avelis in the Yeridea. And over there it sounds like the Ramah talks about and says as a Dover Pashut that where was the chasana taking place? Where did the chuppah take place? Indoors, in shul, in a base knesses. Okay. 
So the marshal in an early work, Mayri Ara, interest from a very interesting person, not for now, Rabbi Aaron Vermeis. So this is published in 1827. He says as the that the minig of Ashkenaz and Poland, both Germany and Poland, was always to make a chupa indoors. What about the Ramah? The Ramah brings down, yeah, that there was also there's a there's a um there's a cementive, there's a bracha if you do it outdoors. But the ikar is what they mainly did, what the main um, minig was, they did it inside. Um, and they weren't so concerned, let's say, for this bracha of, of the, the special bracha. Okay, fine. Say there, at this point, there's not necessarily, it doesn't sound like there's so much at stake, whichever way you do it. So big deal. If you would ask your rav and you didn't know anything more, okay, whatever, fine. Uh, not, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different um, um, things that we do for semanim brachas whatever okay. Lamaisa he says that if you see he um, this Maria says because Lamaisa if you look in heaven as the Ramah doesn't even bring it down Darke Maisha so it's not it's not like so important for him to tell you the makar for it okay yeah if you do it yeah yeah if not not. But the problem is that it's there's a, it, it, but uh, but if you don't go to Maria there seems to be a stira. Do you do it inside in a shul? Which is what was done according to one Nusach, one Rama, or Dafka to do it outside. So already the Tveris Yisrael in his, in his Hagdama, Mesach the Shabbos, he has a whole long Hagdama of different things, and he ends up having Hagdama related to Tilchas and he brings down this Rama, Derech Hagav, and he talks about it, and then he says that people wanted to bring a Alzeh Samchu Hachadashim, and we'll explain what that means momentarily, that basically he's saying in code, they want us to be daimit to the Gayim. So they bring a Raya from this Ramah, that where does the Chuppah take place? In Shul. But Avada, that's not true. The Chuppah did not take place in Shul. That's not where it took place. It took place outdoors. So he says, what's shot? It says in the Ramah. So he says, this is a Taisa Tfus. Um, there, there was a Russia Tavis, and the Russia Tavis was read wrong. And instead of saying, it should say, not Beisaknesis. So it said, Beis, Streichela, hey. So, so someone interpreted to mean Beisaknesis, that the Ramah was saying that you made, where was the Chopa in, in the Beisaknesis? Says him, no, you read the, you read the Russia Tavis wrong. An old, common, long conversation in its own right about Russia Tavis. You got it wrong. It's Berchayv Ha'ir. Okay, great. So, so far again, we still don't see anything great that's going on. What's at stake over here? But we see already in this Pharisee Israel, published in 1843, that he's alluding to something's up, that there's Hadashim, that they were interested in changing something. Okay, what's going on over here? So um, there's a Chibur from an extremely, extremely controversial person, Aaron Horan. So in his work, he has a Sefer called, he has many Sefarim, but one of them is called a Vak Sefer, in his Ha'aris on Yeridea. So on this Ramah, he says, Mikan minikadmoin hayo lasis achupa bebeis haknesis. Then he said, what about, and then the Ramon over there in Ebenezer, that's just the bracha, but you don't have to. But the Iker is, the halach, the, what was the original minig? The original minig was dafka to make it in shul. Okay. Now what's going on is that this Aaron Horner, he is an evil person, and he was involved with the reform. And the reform, turns out, wanted to make many changes to in Yiddishkeit, including areas of davening, and areas of the chasana, they wanted to switch where the bima was. And this caused in Europe in the 1800s, all hell broke loose, as they say. And there was 
dozens of chuvas throughout the years, especially in Hungary, and dozens of chuvas from Gedele Eilim were written about it, and it caused a lot of discussion in all different aspects. One of the things was that they wanted to do was to that the Goyim at the time in the church they used to get married after in the church, so they wanted to do. They wanted to adapt different things to be daimit to them. One of those things was to, so they wanted to have that the chuppah should dafka be inside shul. So that's what the Tveris Yisrael is really being meramis to, and it could be his interesting lashon kol magmasam says because maybe if because of the censor even I'm suspecting, but I don't know. And interestingly enough, there's a chasam cipher that says that he heard about Aaron Harner, who it's Yodua, the Chsam Seifer wrote and viciously fought against this this person, this Nakuda, um, that he heard that one of the things was with the Chasna in, the Chodafka, do a Chuppah in Shul. Okay? So, now, so in, so the point is, if you look at the, if you don't know anything about who Aaron Harner is, and you look at his Avak Seifer, you say, oh, he's just, he's doing like the Pesachet Shuv and the Gilead Marsha, that they're in Hilchus, in, in, they're pointing out in Shulchan Aruch, oh, there's another Ramah, there's a Stira, no, here, he, and he's praving all from, and Aaron says they say, but the answer is no, it's much more going on behind the scenes. Okay. Lamaisa, they bring a raya from a Bey Shmuel in, in, in Simon Lamed that says, it says, it says again, that it would mean Beis HaKnesses, that weird that they do the Chasa in the Beis HaKnesses, but they say his Makar was from a Rivash, but the Rivash does not say um, um, Kedushin, it only says Gitin, so he misquoted it. Okay, anyway, the problem is like this. Is this Tois Atfus that the Tveris Yisrael is suggesting true? One looks in the Dark King Maisha, in Yeridea, because in, in Yeridea we do have the complete Dark Yemaisha ready for a while, and there's a whole Arichus over here in the Dark Yemaisha, fascinating discussion in Hilchus Avelis, because what's the Shiloh over there? The Shiloh was if an Avel could go to a Chasana, and a whole Dion over there, and it's clear that the Russia Tavis, that the, this was pointed out by many different people, that the Russia Tavis that the Tveris Yisrael wants to suggest is not a good Rosh Tavis, it is clear that the Ramah held, uh, he was, the min, sorry, that the Minig in the times of the Ramah was, for the most part, they did it in Shul. The Chuppah took place, the Chuppah took place in a Shul. Um, and that, could, and different people point out, when you read very carefully the Maril, that's what's going on. Some people do try to read into the Maril, similar to the, like the Tveris Yisrael, without knowing of the Tveris Yisrael, the Mashal Rebelli Gutmacher, he has a whole tshuva where he, shows the Maril that the Maril is not referring to doing it in Shul or not. Okay, fine. We'll get back to it shortly. Lamaisa, already from the Mar- Mar- the same Marimins that we took that we quoted earlier, it's also in a different chuva of his, it's also clear that where did they do it in his time, and he's a Talmud of the Maril, they did it in Shul. So the point is, now you're getting on um, it's a very complicated thing because why? We have um early sources that it was a, the chuppah originally took place where in Shul. Lamaisa, Rabbi Yisachar Stern, already in his tshuva, brings down by Rikos, well, as I said, but one thing he brings down by Rikos is a, a newspaper article from Shear, where Shear was asked this question. We discussed in different episodes. Shear was Shleimer Rappaport's Rav of Prague, known as the son in law of the Ksais, and also a big maskil, but a from maskil, whatever those words mean. Anyway, he was asked about this question and he wrote a chuva where he comes to the where and th- again what was brought up was this maril and someone had suggested the with the Dakimaisha and the Stiras and the and the Russia Tavis and he shows if you learn the Maril properly, it's clear that what was the meaning in the times of the Maril, they did Chuppa and Shul. 
Okay. Anyway, he, um, Rabbi Zechari Stern, talks about it more about Rikas. We're not going to go into all the different pratim uh, about this with Shir also. Now, but what's going on? What's the iser? What's the story behind it? What's really what's happening over here? So, as I said, the outset, there's many, many chuvas, and time does not allow to go into all the different chuvas and put them in perspective, but we're going to quote two or three chuvas, and from there we'll be able to see all the main issues, what's going on. And that's as follows. One of the people that wrote about it, perhaps one of the first people that wrote about it, was a, was a Yid, Reb David Zinzenheim. Okay, he was in France. At one point he becomes one of the uh, Av Bezden and the Bezden of Napoleon. Anyway, a very, very hush of a Yid, a Gain Oilam, who was a prolific writer. Most of his writings remained in manuscript, and Mechon Yishalayim slowly has published most of his stuff on Shas, and also, in more recent years, an encyclopedia that he wrote, sort of like an encyclopedia, I'll be the Seder Aleph base, called Minchas Ani. And in there is a tshuva where he discusses what, where should one do, should a chuppah be done inside a shul or not. So he brings down the Maril, he knows about the Maril, and he knows about the Maramintz, he knows about two Maramintzes. He says like this, in his day, now when is this being written? In 1809. So he says, what do you mean? There are, um, um, now, in Ashkenaz, he brings down the Ramah, that the Ramah, and he brings the Matimaisha, that they did it outside because of the stars. Now, he does point out, he says like this, what, and this was a question that I was already earlier. What is this, the, um, this minig? How do you look at this minig? The answer is, this is a minig, minig ba'alma. And if you don't want to do it, you're not an avarian. But it's a minig. It's a hush of a minig. Now, so what happened that they, um, what happened about, at one point, it sounds like, the, the minig was that it was done in shul. So what changed? So he basically has a halarichos because the kalos reish and the pritzos that used to take place in a shul, and in a shul it's very chummer to have all these types of things going on. There was mixed. Um, the, the, there was no mechitzos, let's say, at the chasana, so to speak, at the chuppah. And there'll be men and women and, and um, shmir senayim issues and all different types of things. So so because of that, it shifted and it was taken out from the shul. You say the original minik taka was like the maril. They did do it in shul and it was removed from shul. Okay. Um, he said not only that, a lot of times the chassan kal till they came, and so there's a lot of sicha betela and shul, schmoozing and shul. All these are very prob- very problematic because a shul is a very chamerdika place. You're not supposed to stamp schmooze there, and it has all different aspects, all hilchus of, of the kedusha of a shul. Okay, so therefore, um, it was taken away, and you say, so to speak, it was removed from being in shul. Okay. Then he, he, he brings down, what was the meaning of Italians, early Italians, that they did it in their house? Why? Because, again, not to do it in shul. Okay. So then he says, um, comes along the, um, and he, what about the Ramah? There's a steer in the Ramah. Ramah in one place says about the stars, and elsewhere the Ramah says not about the stars. He says, as he said, so he goes with a different Rasha Tevis. He says it's a, he, um, he, he also goes, it's Rechayva Ir, similar to, the, he, he's before, well, well before the Tveris Yisrael, that there was a Taisa Tfus, and Avada, the Ramah holds to do it outside. Okay. 
Now, what's his main, but then he says, what's the main story behind over here? This is what I said is, is being alluded to in the Tverus Yisrael, but here it's much earlier, is Kiyadua Kikavanas, the people that are trying to do this is because of Chukas Amun. They want to be like the Goyim. That's, and that's a very big problem. So now this gets into a whole sugya, which we're, we once touched on a little bit with flowers. How do you, what does it work over here? If it's originally a Jewish minig and then it becomes a Goyish minig and we're trying to, how it works, we're not going to, that's part of the discussion, but they Bikitzer, this Minchasani is saying that that's one of the main problems. So, the, so basically, Bikitzer comes out. One big problem is that a shul became the preachers that took place, or even the mingling or anything that's going on, a shul is not the proper place for this. So, that's why it was taken away from it should not be done in the shul. And the, another main issue is because the whole kavana of doing in a shul that these people were doing was to be like the Christians. Okay. Then he says, um, he ends off that he also wrote to some other big gedolim, such as the Baal Ikri Hadat, very Gadol, another Gadol, Rav Yaakov Nuez Vayis, the son of the Sikh Yitzchak, which we spoke about in Yuma and Chagiga, and others. And Bekitzer, then he throws out another issue, that is the issue of women that are Nida being in shul, which is also a very big problem. And um, and it's mentioned by the various paiskim. So, but kids are this. These are the reasons why the chuppah. It could be originally the original real minig was talking to do it in shul, but this is why it was taken, so to speak, and removed from the shul. And okay, so now the shaila is like this. Um, so this is one mahalach, and and the truth is that many years later, when it become when as again and again this keeps on coming up in Hungary and in different places, and the various truths that are written about this topic, they they really do say these re- similar reasons as him, but they didn't have his safer, as they said, it was only published in more recent years. Anyway, but let's go back to the um uh, the most famous mahalach in the sugya um, to give us tremendous insight is from the Chassam Seifer. So before we get to the Chassam Seifer, we um. The way the Chassam Seifer sets it up is mamish like a whole shtickle taira, which is as fa- so. Just to give the background, is that there's a maril and a maram mints. So the maram mints has a whole chuva where he discusses all different aspects about chasana. In there, he says in the, that there was a minig, a yakasha minig, which we referred to in the previous episode, and that's called known as chupas mine. And basically, what happened is like this: that in the morning it began. It, it, it began earlier on. The 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 vecker, so to speak, would say, "Wake up for the chupas main. It's about to begin, and it will begin right away in the morning." Very interesting that already in the morning it begins. Fine. And what would happen is, what happened is that um, they went to the chutzer of the shul, and everyone's following um, the chassan and kala to. Um, Come, okay, great. And then, remember, they don't make the bracha at this time, but basically the chasen kala sits down in a special chair, and the whole, um, okay, now, at one point, the question is, um, okay, that's step one. Um, then, later on, takes place a second kedushin, which takes pl- this takes pl- so now that took place where in the chutzer of the shul. This already, as I said, it takes place early on in the morning. Later on in the day, um, basically this does take place in the shul with the kala and the chasen. And from the lashonis, it's mashma. It's in front of where the aron kaidish. So so we have what's happening is in the shul there is the brachas of the chuppah is taking place. So what ha- so so. Um, 
So now, what's 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 happening is in the in the chuppas main is there was two kedushin, so to speak. There was some there was a process that took place in the morning hours, and it, the, the whole kahal, and there's elaborate um, different prati pratim. What happened with the tremendous simcha? Basically, when a simcha when a chasana took place in these small towns, everyone was involved. This, there was singing mamish for days before the chasna and the whole sheva brachas, and there was all different aspects. One could see them in Hagi Vermaiza of, of um, that was put out a few years ago from manuscript. Barichos, all the different pratim, what was done during these this what's called chuppas main. Um, but the point is, something took place in the morning. That took place where outdoors, and then there was something that took place later on, which was actually the brachas and everything. And that took place. It, it sounds like not that the whole kihila went indoors necessarily, but definitely the kala was inside. the The mother, of the kala, was for sure inside. And this took place where in shul. Besides the marimints, his rebbe was the maril. The maril also talks about this barichos and that there was two parts to the chasana, known as the chupas mine. One took place in the morning, and another part took place in the afternoon. Or later on in the day, where did the second part take place? What's negay for us is shul. It took place in the shul. So what's happening is clear in the mar- in the maril. One of the, as we began earlier, one of the fundamental makayrus for the Ramah, kedushin the chupa is taking place where in shul. Fine, great. Says the chsam soifer. Now the chsam soifer was asked about the minig of getting married in shuls or not. What's the minig today? So interestingly enough, it seems this shuva was written towards the end of the lifetime of the chsam soifer in eighteen thirty-five. And we already said that this has already happened in the early 1800s. Okay, so what does the Ramah say? So what does the Chassam Seifer say? So first he brings down the Ramah. He says, what's the Makar of the Ramah? Sherish Dvarim is the Maramints. But he says, if you look in the Maramints, it's something strange going on. In one place, it sounds like it's packed in front of the Arunakaydish. I mean to say that we was the Chuppah taking place in Shul. But later on, the, Mar- the Marimints ends off something that I quoted all the way in the beginning, that he's the Makar of the whole story that we're talking about today, that what do they do? Because of Atzlacha, um, but they have Tachas HaShemayim, the Kachavim, they do outdoors. So it sounds like what? Where is the Chuppah taking place? Outdoors. So make up your mind. Is it taking place in the in front of the Aron Kaidish or outdoors to get this bracha of the, with the stars? So says the Chsam Seifer, if you look inside, the, he looked inside the Maril, who's the Makari, is the Rebbe of his, and he says that if you know any, the Chsam Seifer, Kiyadua, it was Ish Frankfurt, and in Frankfurt they do Chupas Main, even in the times of the Chsam Seifer. So if you know what's going on, what's Chupas Main, says the Chsam Seifer, I call Muvan, and there's no stira, there was a two part Kedushin. So Marimins is referring to the two steps. One part took place when outdoors, and that's when you have the Bracha aspect. One part took place when inside the shul. So the part that's inside the shul, but what's clear is the Chassam Seifer is not denying. According to Marie Mintz, according to the Maril, part of the Chuppah took place in shul. And there's a bracha outside. So now he says like this. So, so basically what, what happened over here is the Chassam Seifer says, if you look carefully, there's no stira in Marie Mintz. Sort of like a two dinim. There's two aspects to the Kedushin, that took place, the German Menhagim of Kedushin. And he says, where's the Makairis for this from? Early Rishayinim. He says it's early from Taisis and Rashi and all this type of stuff. And and basically is like this, that there's a Simen Taiv to do, to have, why are we doing it outside? So the Chsam Seifer, with his powerful Rishayinist, he, he throws out the concept of, So therefore, they did the Chuppah outdoors, in front of the stars. So what's going on is like this. 
בעצם, some sefer says in this tshuva, there is a shul, there's a makam kadosh, a makam for davening, so there is something behind be'etzem doing it in a shul. And that's what they did. They did the, the old minig which the Maril, Mary Mintz, and Frankfurt minig that he was very well aware of. He was proud of being Ish Frankfurt, some cipher. That was when that there's an aspect to be done outside, but there's, but, but there's also an aspect to be done. Um, so what, what what's happening is like this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I got lost because of the heat. It, it threw me off over here, but I apologize. But basically, it's like this. He, he says is that in the Ramaz area they didn't do chupas main. Pilon they did not have this minute, so therefore they did it outside. So therefore, when they did it outside, Taka was done taksa shamayim marimints of the bracha, and that was the Rama. Whereas the yekesh minute the slash maril slash the marimints. They did it. There was a two part. One part was taka done in shul. One part was taka. One part of this chupas mine was done outdoors. Okay. Now, what what's going on in the chasam seifer? There's obviously a lot of things happening in the chasam seifer. But the chasam seifer, he concludes with is something called of yaitzim biyad rama. Um, that there's a power, once it's a Ramah, there's a power of the Minig in the Ramah, and we go with that all the way, and you're not supposed to be Mishanet and everything, but he says as follows. He says like this. He says, Basically is, he's alluding to this whole point, that the Kavana of the people such as Aaron Choriner and others of the Reform, they wanted to be Medama to the Goyim. So they said, we want to, we're quote-unquote hiding behind, oh, we're doing the Maril, we want to do Dafkin Shu. Says the Sefer, no, even the Maril and, 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 and the Mary Mints, they talk about, they're concerned, part of it was done outdoors, and there's a special aspect to get a bracha outside from Shemaim. Now, what is, the Chassam Sefer actually explains it. Uh, I, I said, Lasis Pula Demyun, what does that mean? There's a concept based on Various Rishayim, the Ramban, the Chinuch, which is that we do certain times, we do certain menhagim, we do pu'ulas down here so that we could get the bracha from upstairs. Hashem is Baruch, we do a minig, um, we do a pu'ula down here, and that triggers and helps get the the bracha um, down um, down here. Just to give one simple dogma, there's a people have a minig by Paiseach HaSiyedecha, so it's a school for Parnasa. So they, when they say Paiseach HaSiyedecha and Ashrei, they open up their hands. So it's, a, it's brought in earlier sources to, do, to open up your hands. Why? So it's explained is, when you open up your hands, it's a symbolic thing down here that causes the Kaychas upstairs to, to pile down here. So the Sam Seifer, who goes with this concept, it's a, a, there's other, many other sources for this, and it's the, it's the story behind many other Menhagim. And interestingly enough, a Talmud of his, Rabbi Yisrael Margolis, when he discusses this of chupa being done dafka outdoors, point he explains this whole thing with kaychavim because he knew about the maril and marimints. I'm not sure if he knew about the tshuva the at the time, but anyway, the point is there's a mayerdika aspect that, that and you need to do it. You do it outdoors, and that causes a pula. We're outside, so the shefa that comes down and that and that pula, so to speak, gives helps cause give us this great bracha. But the point is, we, we're seeing a lot of things happening with some cipher, not to go through all the different aspects. One is, he, he doesn't deal with this a Taisatfus. He's straight up admitting that Maril is, in the times of Maril, it was Taka done, and part of it was done in Shul. Okay. Um, and you see here, he's giving 
if you just learned the Marimints or the Rabbi Zeterna, yeah, it's a nice thing to do it outside. The way that some Sefer is understanding it, he's adding in a whole new Deher, a whole new depth to it that there's, a, that there's importance for, and we find in many Minhagim, this is what we're doing. Some people say, Lamashal, when we're eating the Samanim. Originally, it seems the meaning might have been, on Rosh Hashanah, when you eat Samanim at night, just to see it. Others say, no, Dafka to eat it. Why? Because when you do a Pu'ula and you say it to feel at the same time, it, it helps. Okay. Anyway, bottom line is, um, we have this Tshuva Lechsam Seifer, and this Tshuva Lechsam Seifer was not, as, in the early years, so to speak, it's only published, as I mentioned, in the 1850s. So before it's published, in Hungary, they mamish fought the whole time, and they say, the which we mentioned, because it's being Madama to the Gayim, and they, they, they bring up the, and another issue that comes up in the various Tshuvas, such as Maria, from Rabbi Yudah Asad, and is this tremendous problem of pretzels in a shul, and a shul is not meant to have, um, to be mezalzel in a shul and stuff like that. You're not supposed to do that. It, there's a merdika halachas behind the covered one has to have in shul, eating, schmoozing, all these things should not take place in shul. So therefore, the chuppah got out of hand, so to speak, and therefore, they held to, to stop it. Okay, now, just to mention a few yadiyas, um to tie, to explain the different pratim over here, and that will be reached our conclusion. Like this. Chupas main, I said, so I said that uh, this was a well done, it's well documented by Rishlema Hamburger in Shashim and Ashkenaz. He talks all about it. Fine. But it's clear is, one thing is clear, there were Makairis that he did it in Shul. Fine. Lamashal, interestingly enough, what about Krakow, the city of the Ramah? So there's sources, Rabbi Shleim Sheikh, the Chsan Seifer, they say, in Krakow in the, 1800, in the late 1800s, they did it, we are in Shul. Sounding like, not doing like the Ramaz Grace Eskula, which according to some cipher is a Mayurdika thing. Others did it not in shul, but they did it indoors. There was a special house that they had. This is, it sounds like in Italy, this was a, a thing that they did. Okay, fine. Lamashal, I, I quoted earlier that um, what's the minig by, um, in Ashkenaz? So the whole time I'm going, Maril and all these people. What did they do earlier? So it seems clear there's plenty of Makairis. Um, um, Rebelli Gutmacher brings down a Tysis and arrive from the Russia, and you can see Grunwell brings this down, and others that they did it indoors. The, I mean, to say this whole school of the Chsam Seifer, or really not, I'm calling it the Chsam Seifer because the Chsam Seifer is giving us a Havana in it, but this whole concept of the of the of doing it outdoors only comes much later on from the Remins. But let's say Tysis earlier on, and others they are not aware of it. Okay. Rabbi Yisrael Margolis, I mentioned earlier, is a Talmud Lechsam Seifer. He publishes a Sefer Mechulis Machanayim, which is a, a, attacking the various things that the Reform people wanted to bring into davening and all different changes. So basically, he, in 1859, he publishes one such Sefer, 1861, another such Sefer. He has a long list of over seven different things, up all different reasons for why one should not do it inside the chuppah. He goes through the sugya, and one of the aspects I mentioned earlier. Okay. Now, but what's happening is in Hungary, the 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 Gedolim, even the ones that didn't yet see the Chuvus Samsefer, and especially once they do see the Chuvus Samsefer, they go they fight against this minic. Okay, which makes a lot of sense. Hold on. Um, now, Rebellion Gutmacher, which is Ashkenaz. Rebellion Gutmacher, which is Ashkenaz. He. Um, says also that the Minig in his time, and he refers to his Rebbe Rebbe Kiveger, where did they do it? They did it outdoors. Interestingly enough, when we're talking about Ashkenaz, so okay, yeah, we have the Maril, we have the Marimints, I said Minhagi Vermeiza, Shamshun Falhirsh, 
a few years back, they published a Sefer Shemesh Marpa, which is Chuvas of Shamshan Hirsch. And one of the Hashivism for many people was that everyone knew Rav Shamshan Hirsch was a tremendous, tremendous guy. But they didn't know in learning so much. All of a sudden, you get a bunch of chuvis of his, and it, and it opened up to a lot of people that were pessimistic about him. Oh, he's a philosopher, he's a this or that. Okay. Anyway, he has two chuvis on our topic, and what does he come out? He goes at the Maril, and he says he does the minig of Ashkenaz, which is what? To do it indoors. And yeah, he knows about the Ramah, but he says we go like the Maril. Now, interestingly enough, even the Chassam Seifer, I said, he, he, he doesn't dismiss the Maril. He has a whole shtickle Torah, and he, he says what happened, fine. But Maril, as I began in the in the, is it one of the most impo- fundamental things for which the Chibur of the Rama. So the Shaila is what the Rama does, and that we said that's that's part of the discussion over here, and how the Chassam Seifer understands it. But the Masha Rabbi Asad, he's like, okay, the Maril says Maril did it in Shul, but who Vasep is just because the Maril did it, we should do it. It sounds very strange to say such a lashon. I think in the heat of the Machlekes and the and I'll sort of at the Kanoyish about that's what caused him to say such a thing because we know Maril is beyond fundamental for the Rama. Okay, one, um, just two last, three last pratim, and we'll conclude. Number one, what about Lita? So first, there's a fascinating chuva safer. Sheris Yaakov from Yaakov Kahana. He has a whole long list of reasons against doing a chuppah in shul. Some original reasons that he came up with. He goes with Chassam Seifer. And he, in general, he has a long list over there of where, of how powerful Chassam Seifer and Minig goes. Now, in general, the Litvisha world, shock, um, some people don't realize this, but the Litvisha world, the big Dalim, they were very into the Chassam Seifer. Daderis, Remart Gimpliafi, and others. And over here you see this Chuvah Seifer of the Sheriz Yaakov, he also very into the Chassam Seifer. Um, okay. So this Chuvah, the Chassam Seifer, the, the point is the Chassam Seifer was not going like the Mahalach of others, that, is a, that, 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 that it never, that it didn't take, that, it, that there was no taking place of a chasana in a, in a shul. In the times, no, in the times of the world they did, and in times of the monuments they did. Something changed, okay. Um, and the, another, Maramakam about this is, the Marshall the he says, when he's talking about, he brings down the Ramah, and he says, And then he says, Again, this is, a, this is because of the censor. Um, because they want to be those that want to do the minig of Yisrael is El Yainu. So you see what happens is, is that once it gets into the halachic work, the canon of halacha, so to speak, Tafka to do it without doors, so the Archa Shulchan says that Yadam al that those who want to be Mishane, Minag Yisrael. But it's not so simple. As we said, the Maril and Marimins, the earlier Makairis, sounds like that it was done indoors. Okay. Anyway, um, Rabbi, Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac, Rabbi, the, Rav Herzog, in Shubas Hechel Yitzchak, has a beautiful chuva about this, and he says, In Poland, where I grew up, in Lita, Kefia Yoduli, Bechkol Hamedinois, Bemalamlachis, Russia, until um, I think it's World War One, maybe. No gulases a chopa tachas kipa shamayim outdoors, and no one asked about it. And then he said he talks about again. He brings up the preachers and shul, and this is going much later. This is in the early 1900s. Okay, Lamaisa, um, um, two last ideas, and we'll conclude. One is America. So in America, it became it's 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 much more complex. What happened? Is it really? We'd say maybe in the 1800s there was a there was a whole battle of reform. And the Christians, the Shaila is, what, how do you look at what is done today? 
does it does it play a role once it's changed that you should not do it outdoor that sorry that you cannot do it in a shul and this is a question that the paiskim today deal with and many just go with as once it's some cipher and all the Hungarian paiskim we go with them interestingly enough Rabbi Kassil Greenwald has a whole chuva about it he was writing about someone else that wrote a chuva in America where he dafka in the freezing cold he did it outside and Rabbi Kassil Greenwald and those in um wrote a whole chuva that not it's um, a whole very interesting chuva going to Sugya that he didn't necessarily have to do Akadekach. Okay. Last idea on this um last two ideas is Svardim, interestingly enough, they do it indoors. They did not accept this. They don't have Makaris of this minig. As I said, early on, the whole minig of Maril, these Kiburim weren't even in the library, so to speak, of the Base Yosef and earlier, and there's often a Knesakdaila, he says. He brings down the Mafti Maisha, the Knesakdaila, but he says, we don't do like this. And and Lamaiser Badi Yosef has all chuva about it. He brings all the Hungarian chuvas and he handles all the discussion. But the minig of the Svardim was they um it seems they might have even actually done it in shuls. Um and this whole discussion was not negated to them. And then just to conclude with one last thing is that I mentioned in the past that there was a um, Rav Kook and Rav of Hans traveled to visit the kibbutzim in the early 1900s. And, and they saw, they, um, someone wrote up a, um, a whole, the, the whole travels, all the stories, whatever they happened, and all the different halacha discussions. And, and one, when they got to a certain kibbutz, what happened was that the chuppahs used to take place where in shul was convenient. And Rav Kook um, said no, you have to stop it. You have to. He said no, we you should do it outside. And this was already this this sack of Rav Cook was found. It could be found in the travels of Rav Chaim Zonenfeld and Rav Cook. And there's other letters of Rav Cook also going with a similar type of thing, not to do it in a shul. As I said, Rav Herzog also not to do it in a shul. Um, okay, there's met as as like every other topic. There's many many other marmakaimas. There's mother, many other aspects to the topic, but this is just a taste of some of the aspects to the story. Okay. Thank you very much, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. Um, would you like to share, before we depart, a brief Safer? I actually personally have gone out and purchased the Safer from Rabbi Avishai David. has a lot of fascinating information, oh. especially I see his English language vocabulary is bar none. And the way he describes a certain colorful description, the way he ties in Mamori Chazal and ideas, is very, very interesting. Yes. Um, I actually also have looked for the book from Rabbi Luban, the Sefer from Rabbi Luban. It wasn't in the store, but they should be getting it back. So thank you for those two book recommendations. Um, Anything you'd like to share today? Yeah, so just share one brief, okay, one safer. This came out right before Yom Kippur. Um, it's called Sidre Mayadis. From who? From the Adaris. So this safer is um, how many before the even without its shish. It's over seven hundred pages with Maftechas. And basically like this, um, what happened, the story of the Sefer very briefly is that there's a machon, a Sephardi machon actually, in Eretz Yisrael called Shuvi Nafshi. They publish a few Sephardim every year, and they publish a weekly gillion of stuff from manuscript, of Sephardi G'daylem, Litvish G'daylem, Hasidish G'daylem, whatever they have manuscripts of. Right before Yom Kippur, they announce, um, and from time to time they publish even, let's say, pieces from that Daris. They have, have published a few things. They own 
Kisvayadavdaderis. Now, Daris was, was famous for being the father in law of Rav Kook, but he was a great guy in Litta in the time, very close with all the different Gedailim, the uh, Mashal Nativ, and others. And he ends up Saifiyam becoming the Rav in Rushalayim. He was a Rav of Mir, and he was a guy in Ailam, beyond prolific writer. He wrote dozens and dozens of Svarim on all different topics. And Mir Tashem, I hope one day to devote a series to him, all his Svarim, all different things about him. What happened, he was prolific, but he cannot did not publish anything in his lifetime. Many of these items survived, and they're all over the world in private hands and everything like that. There are people that have them, and they will not give them out. And other people have them, and they do give them out. And from time to time, works come out. A few years back, something like eight, nine works of the Adaris came out in one year. It was known as the year of the Adaris. Anyway, there's been a drought of Adaris for a bunch of years. All of a sudden, you see Aravim Kippur. Two days before Yom Kippur, Shuvinaf, she says, we have this massive work, it's on Mayadim, starting from Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Hanukkah, and a bunch of other things, Har essential Shulchan drushes that he gave, all types of things. They have more uh, material that he helped to publish, and this is a beautiful work for those that are interested in this type of material, the Adaris. For me, it was, it was um, the second I got the email that they have this thing, I right away emailed them and asked them, it's about to be Yom Kippur, but how am I going to have a Yom Kippur without having this Adaris, Chibur? And I made them crazy till I got it. Baruch Hashem, before Yom Kippur, I already had it. And it has materials for Sukkot, and it has material for the upcoming Hanukkah and other aspects of the year. Okay, that was a work that I... Um, it's a great simcha for me when I came out and just wanted to mention. Okay, thanks for sharing that simcha during this time. And again, thank you for the Ganawers for sponsoring this shir. We appreciate the dedication. And... May we only share good news and meet in better circumstances in the very near future. Thank you.